chapter 19, who or what is Satan? We've all heard preachers and people talk about Satan or Satan the devil and probably arrived at the same conclusion as I as did I when I was younger that Satan is the name of the devil. Once again, the rebel angels and their demon spawn pulled a fast one considering Satan or devil is not a name at all. Just as the demonic realm inspired the translators to remove the original sacred names and replace them with generic titles, they strangely did the same with their own. In fact, how bizarre to see the way the translators translated all the original Hebrew of the Old Testament, including the sacred names, but refused to translate the Hebrew word meaning adversity and or adversary, which is Satan, into English. Consequently, few people know and virtually no church teaches that Satan is simply the Hebrew word meaning adversary. It's not a name at all. Again, that same Hebrew word also means adversity and or trouble. The term devil is the Greek translation of the same Hebrew word with basically the same meaning. A good example showing Satan is not a name was Yeshua's telling Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Was he really calling Peter the devil or Satan? Or was he sim simply calling him adversary or adversarial? No doubt Peter's words were inspired by the spiritual adversary or demon, but the real point was Peter was allowing himself to be adversarial. You see, as advised by Sun Tzu in his book Art of War, if we don't know who our enemy is or what they're doing, we've already lost the battle and probably the war. By keeping their presence and identities hidden, the demon adversaries can do pretty much anything they please and get away with it, as they did with this new one-world dictatorship takeover. The ignorant masses simply chalk up the evil happenings in the world and in their lives to God's will, or circumstance, or chance, or even just bad luck. While the truth is, the evils in this world are very definitely orchestrated by higher beings. Unfortunately, religions and churches largely contributed to that deception and ignorance by using the generic and or pagan titles. The Book of Enoch, which was removed from the Bible canon by the church fathers, relays the account of the watchers, that is, angelic watchers who are observing mankind for Yahweh, who decided to get personally and illicitly involved, especially with the women. In Enoch's account, many of the watchers or angels' personal names are listed. In fact, the one assigned to the lion's share of the responsibility for the illicit acts of those 200 errant watchers was called Azazel. Interestingly, Azazel is also the same name assigned to the goat upon whom is placed the sins of the world in the atonement ritual of Levit Levit Leviticus 16. The point is, every demon and angel has a personal name, which the demon strangely erased out of the modern canon. In fact, the most amazing case of this sort of deception is with the name Lucifer. This archangel's dragon's original name, Helel, was still in the text when Jerome was doing his Latin Vulgate translation. Jerome claimed he had an epiphany or was inspired to change the name Helel to Lucifer. Well, there can be little doubt who it was that inspired that change. The rebel angel Helel itself who is apparently the death dragon that rules the world from behind the curtain. In fact, it's stated in 2 Corinthians 11:14, And no wonder for Satan, that is the adversary, transform or disguises him or itself into an angel of light. That's exactly what happened when this rebel angel inspired Jerome to change or transform its name, Hellel, or God of Death, to Lightbringer or Lucifer. 
Lucifer means bringer of light or righteousness, while Hillel can be translated God El of death, which is hell. But the blatant audacity of that angel to do such a thing is nothing short of astonishing. But if we, we should not be surprised, considering what Yahweh's followers are admonished in Ephesians 6.12. It says, Therefore we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers, uh, spirit kings of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, which are demons, of wickedness in the heavenly places. This scripture speaks volumes, but yet it seems very few have a real grasp of how that knowledge relates to us personally. First, we notice it's spirit we wrestle against, not physical flesh and blood. Secondly, it's principalities and powers. Again, spirit princes. Thirdly, it's spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. How on earth, pun intended, can we wrestle that's a personal contact sport against powerful spirit beings when we don't even know who or where they are, let alone what they're doing. Well, obviously, we can't. To personally wrestle with somebody, we need to first know who they are and what kind of rank or power they possess, and of course, where and how they are personally involved in our lives. Bottom line, the demons have successfully managed to trick mankind into blaming all the world's evils, not on themselves, but this fictitious being named Satan. The truth is, the demonic host consists of millions, if not billions, of Satans, or adversaries. We can be sure those billions, if not more, of adversaries, or Satans, have a shockingly personal role in the lives of every person on earth. In fact, Daniel 10, and Ezekiel 28, and Isaiah 14, among others, show us every nation on earth has a spirit prince ruling over and leading or guiding them. Plus, upon understanding the way the spirit realm or dimension is structured, we realize not only does every nation have a spirit prince or king, but every town, every city, every family, and apparently every person. We understand them as guardian angels. Interestingly, according to the laments in the scripture against these guardian angelic creatures, it is directly reflected in the people whom they have been given charge. Some are good, to one degree or another, and many are just downright evil. Modern humanity, having lost so much knowledge of these beings and their interactions with us, has plunged us into the most ignorant and dark state mankind's ever known. The truth is, unless educated of the existence and structure of the spirit realm, a person is simply an unwitting puppet dancing on the strings and to the tunes of the transdimensional or spirit beings. The one called God or God of this world, is the supreme spirit ruler of the earth, having possessed herself, passed herself off as the holy creator with the genetic, generic title, God. Again, the name God, or God of this world, cannot be Yahweh, the creator, considering his name and title are exclusive. That is the Hebrew word, Kodesh, set apart. So far, we've examined the church's and religion's history of denying their subject understanding in general but even more damaging the knowledge of the set-apart exclusive names of the Creator, Yahweh, and His Son, Yeshua, not to mention the names of the spirit rulers. Also, we've seen how they've misled us into putting faith in and worshiping false pagan and even multiple gods. That said, it seems only fitting to examine another major spurious doctrinal teaching of Christianity, which is the Messiah's supposed eminent return.